the universe is as empty as the skeptics always thought it was. I sigh at my console. Half of a two-man station designed to monitor stasis pods and ship's function. I have the mechanical training, so my half of the station gives me readouts of electrical load distribution, planned maintenance cycles, and navigation detail. Steve, my partner at the other console, has the medical training, so he stands watch over the output and functioning of the stasis pods. It's about as interesting as watching an oven maintain 350 degrees. Do you want to play the movie game? I ask, desperate for something to pass the time. Steve makes a point of dramatically throwing his head back against his chair and groaning. We've played that game almost every day for the past year. And the alphabet game. And the memory game. We've even resorted to I spy at least once a week. It always ends with something black. Space, I nod. Yes, space. It's all we've seen for the entire year of maintenance duty. That and readouts from unending probes describing interesting yet uninhabitable planets and systems. We only have a week left. You shouldn't be so cranky now, I fiddle with the output frequency of one generator. It was barely off, but it gives my hand something to do. Grace and Aaron will put up in two hours, and then we can sleep our way to our next watch. The onboard AI wakes the maintenance groups in six-person teams, evenly divided between male and female working in a five-and-dime rotation. Five hours of watch followed by ten hours off watch. If there are any problems or emergencies, the four people on their ten hours off take care of it. Otherwise, twenty hours out of thirty are our own. A small blip comes up on my navigation plot. Space debris is a somewhat common occurrence. Even in interstellar space, there are comets, asteroids, and an occasional rogue planet. But without the light of a nearby star to reflect or melt a frozen tail, they are just dark pieces of rock. But this blip is different. Interstellar movement is predictable. Things can move fast or slow, but they are generally in some kind of orbit, no matter how large the ellipse. I've never seen a documented case of any naturally occurring object taking a sharp directional change. It's almost as if it's... There's something coming to our flank. I almost shout to Steve. How fast is it? Do we need to change course? He asks, leaning over but still only degrees from board. We can't. It's already changed speed and vector twice. I think it's trying to circle around behind us. I slam the intercom next to my seat. Aaron, Jason, get down here. On my way, Aaron answers always prioritizing efficiency over everything else. Sure, is there a problem? Should we grab Grace and Val? Jason demands. They're probably on their way. Just be quick. I say, turning to Steve, who finally seems to understand the gravity of the situation. This is something moving under its own power and direction. Steve's mouth falls open, like another ship. I don't know. We've encountered nothing else but natural phenomenon in 1300 years. I don't, I break off, suddenly realizing I don't understand how to approach the situation. By the time the other four maintenance guards are in the console room with us, the object is directly at our six o'clock. My panel shows a sudden power fluctuation, like two generators placed in parallel. I try to make a correction, but the entire console is unresponsive. 
I can't, I try to push down the panic. Before I can try any emergency procedures, our digital consoles are filled up with scrolling English, simultaneously read by a female voice with a slight electronic undertone. Unauthorized ship and crew. You have crossed into the territory of the Interstice Dynasty. This is an automated drone that will guide you to a processing center to determine the proper course of action for your species. Do not make any changes in course or velocity. Everyone in stasis will remain in stasis until our arrival. No further communication is required until then.